welcome to the Morning Scroll. I'm Rabbi Dina Cowens from Mishkan, Chicago, and you're listening to what will be a quick dive into this week's Parsha. If you've been meaning to brush up on your Jewish literacy or you're looking for some inspiration, you've come to the right place. This week we read Parshat Kitisa, When You Count, which makes this Parsha seem like it's going to be way more boring than it is. Here's a quick recap. God tells Moses to take a census by taking half a shekel of money from every person, which then gets made into parts for the Mishkan, and to make a copper basin, some special anointing oil, and a recipe for incense. God then fills Bitzalel with wisdom to be the chief artisan of the construction and appoints Aholiab as his assistant. After God revealed the Ten Commandments, Moses ascended Mount Sinai and remained there for 40 days. The Israelites start to get angsty that he's abandoned them, so they convince Aaron to build them an idol. Aaron doesn't need much persuasion and tells them to all bring their gold, which he molds into a golden calf. The Israelites start to party with their calf, but God sees them and wants to kill them all. Moses convinces God not to and heads down the mountain where he gets super angry and smashes the tablets. Moses then enlists the Levites to punish anyone who worshiped the calf and thousands are killed. Moses asks to see God face to face and God says, okay, fine, but actually you can only see my back because if you see my face, you'll die. God then tells Moses to make new tablets, which Moses does, and God is revealed to him along with God's 13 attributes. God seals a covenant with Moses that God's presence will only dwell with the Israelites, then commands the Israelites to destroy all of their idols, don't make any covenants with the inhabitants of Canaan, don't make any more idols, observe the three pilgrimage festivals of Passover, Sukkot, and Shavuot, don't eat chametz on Passover, and a reminder, no cooking a kid in its mother's milk. Moses heads back down Mount Sinai with the second tablets and a new Luke. L-E-W-K, for those of you not following along, beams of light projecting off his face, which scare the Israelites. So it's easy to get distracted by the golden calf incident and just focus on what the Israelites did wrong. After all, they're doing the exact thing that God just told them not to do. But the commentator Ramban notices something interesting in the wording of their request to Aaron. The people ask for a guide to go before them and lead them, as Moses did, not a totally new God. What they were scared of, Ramban says, is being lost and alone in the desert without the guide they knew and trusted. That's why, Ramban says, when Moses comes back and grinds the calf to powder, no one protests. If that had been their new deity, surely they would have tried to stop Moses from destroying it. The subtle difference in language totally changes the way that I think about the incident. Instead of simply condemning the Israelites for their impatience or lack of loyalty, now I can kind of relate to their fear. If I was doing something new and scary and the one person I trusted to help me through it suddenly disappeared, my first instinct would probably be to try to find someone new to mentor me too, even if my original guide might actually still be around if I waited a little, or even if I could have taken a pause to regroup, figure out my next move from a place of calm instead of panic. The lesson of this Parsha then isn't, we should be more patient and trusting, it's, we should learn to be more self-assured. So that when the help we were counting on disappears, we'll have the confidence to wait for it to reappear or to trust ourselves to figure it out no matter what. See you next week.